Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Fantasy Frenzy, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Beef Jerky, WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Uh, Brandon, I know you guys had Eddie Steele in this morning. He had requested that we save him a couple pieces. It wasn't easy. I had some radio staffers come sniff him, and I said, like, you can have it, but Eddie Steele, former CFL defensive lineman, offensive lineman, has requested it, so you might have to deal with him, and nobody touched it. So Eddie got in, enjoyed the Wilhawk beef jerky. Yeah, the only warning you need to give to people is, like, if they're not familiar with Eddie Steele, is, like, yeah, his name's Eddie Steele, and he's got the body to match. Yeah. So uh, if you want to mess with him, by all means, but... Uh, yeah, he's an intimidating guy. His arms are the size of my head. And the beef jerky was all his first thing this morning. The only way his name could be more intimidating is if he was like Max Steele. <laughs> I wonder if he, if he has another kid. Max. Max Steele. He Max said we were, we were talking nicknames on the show this morning. And, of course, uh, a natural one for him. Uh, the the real deal. Real deal Eddie Steele <laughs> uh, from his time back as a as a terrific CFL football player. And I think, uh, you know, he is the real deal. So, fits. Part of that Grey Cup team back in 2015. I, we actually got a chance to chat with him at a game a little while ago during the summer. And, you know, just a great football mind. Great radio personality as well. And a man who likes his beef jerky. So uh, great taste as well. Make sure you check out Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Uh, if you want to get in on the show today, one 401 That is the text line. You can send in your song request because I know DJ Brandon is taking requests as our intro songs come back. And I think that one, who, who sent that one in? Was that your that's, request? That's mine. Uh, I... I normally would like to play it during the Kevin Carey show, but Kevin always gives me a hard time about it. He thinks it's like an outlandish song to play, yeah. but I just love it. I think it, it always puts me in a good mood, so I figured I'd kick off uh, kick off our show with it here this morning. Hey, I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I think it, it makes you feel good. It's a toe tapper. We'll, we'll embrace that as much as we can here on the Fantasy Frenzy. Uh, if the text line isn't really your jam, Connor at sports1440.ca. Brandon at sports1440.ca is the emails. You can also get on social media at Fantasy Frenzy AM. Also at Connor Halley at B underscore A underscore D 1727. We're going to get Brando to that round 600 number soon. He is climbing. Uh, Go give him a follow on Twitter. You can get his NFL picks there as well. Today on the show, one of our friends. Now, we're still kind of in the infancy of this show, so it's hard for us to say friend of the show, but he will be making his second appearance. John Macri of Pro Football Focus and Pro Football Focus Fantasy at PFF underscore Macri, M-A-C-R-I on Twitter. If you want to give him a follow, uh, we'll talk to him in the second segment of this show and, you know, get the whole breakdown. Well, you and I, we're not the experts. We have opinions, but we're not the experts. So we have to bring in an expert. Uh, we'll do that for the Canadian Brew House coming up at 11.20. Brandon, you were out at the Brew House last night. You got a chance to watch the San Francisco 49ers cover the spread against the New York Giants. Uh, I guess if you're a fantasy player and you had, you know, the, the guys you should have, Debo, McCaffrey, you know, you had an okay night, right? Yeah, uh, Debo owner myself. I was very happy to get him uh, or see him get that touchdown as well. Uh, that cashed a nice anytime TD bet for myself. And they, the Niners covered, but the over missed out uh, by two points, which going back to the end of that first quarter, what you can provide some clarity on this, Connor. You grew up playing football. I did not. I'm just a fan. 
How is that not a safety? They rule it. They say forward progress. At no point was Daniel Jones moving forward. How is that not a safety? It. I, I know they're trying to like avoid calling safeties for some weird reason. <laughs> like if the, I think it was Justin Herbert last week. You know, hold held the ball as far as he could. That right was not a safety. Line. It was not a safety. <laughs> but last night's that is a safety. Well, you know, refs make mistakes. That's the human error part of it. I, you don't want to take the game out of their hands. All those cliche answers. I hate that kind of stuff, though. Personally, we, you know, you know what it is. We know what the proper call is. Why can't we just have a guy in the sky make it? Hey. You guys missed it in real time. I'm unbiased. This is what the proper call was. You you really wanted would that have got you the over? Yeah, and so I mean, that's, that's okay. That's here we easy go. to say as well because <laughs> that's in the first quarter. Who knows? You know the the safety there, punt the ball away to start the quarter. They, that takes away the Giants. Uh, I think yeah. they scored a field goal on that drive. Maybe at the at, or no, they punted. But either way, you know it changes the out um, the the procession of the game at that point. But still, I came up two points short on the over, and there's two points off the board. Uh, and also the Giants, you know, not converting their two-point conversion uh, plays into that, yada, yada. There's a hundred different things. I had a decent night overall on the gambling side of thing, a little five-leg parlay plus 500. That cashed for me um, thanks to some touchdowns and field goals, et cetera, et cetera. So it, uh, I was happy to be there at the Canadian Brew House, home game, Fort Saskatchewan, great crowd <laughs> as always, great staff. And uh, the only disappointment was that I missed our little uh, in-house client party that uh, that we had announcing the – the, the new lineup uh, of sports radio as well on the station. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time down at the Pint. I got a chance to check in with uh, Roger Weirt and his team. My dad actually taught him back in the day, so he came and told me that. My dad gave him some some kind words that he, he still remembered. So that's always funny when I hear about uh, people that my dad has taught in the past. Uh, talked with uh, Blake of Action Electrical. Uh, gave him some fantasy football advice. I told him, don't hold me to it. You never know. We could go. We could go wrong. It's happened in the past, but yeah, it was a great time down at the pint, uh, catching up. I was watching the game, and at halftime, I was thinking, you know what? We gave a little bit of advice going into this game, but the big thing we said, because we had a lot of people mentioning it, Matt Breda, should I should I take him? Should I take him? We said no, don't take him. He averaged four point three yards per carry on four carries. Had three receptions for one yard. But he scored a touchdown. So, like, he would have been an okay start for you. So if you ignored us and said, no, I'm starting him anyways, he got you a couple points, I guess. Not a not a massive game. He, he, getting that touchdown made it respectable, though. It was, it, was a, it was a touchdown away from being a negligible night. <laughs> yes. I mean, the yardage was there. He said, if you're in PPR, you might have got a few extra ones tacked on for the receptions. But I think, it, it, I think in a way we were proving correct that Matt Breda is not Saquon Barkley and don't be playing him <laughs> as such here as he when he's filling in for the uh, injured Barkley, which the announcement's saying that it's a high ankle sprain. All of a sudden, that three-week timeline is looking a little bit dicier because that's a really tough injury to come back from, especially for a guy that relies so much on uh, dynamic running and yeah. not just straight lines and things like that. So interesting situation in New York. Uh, another kind of embarrassing night for them as a as a football club. Unless you're like Leon Dreisaitl in the playoffs, a high ankle <laughs> sprain is a, yeah, yeah. It's a super serious injury. Uh, yeah, and even when you come back, you worry about, like you said, uh, that ability to be so shifty and cut off it. It's going to certainly have some issues. Uh, you can get some texts into us at one 401 Text line as always buzzing. Kevin in St. Albert says... I'm winning so far. Would you start the Eagles defense or possibly pick up the Seahawks or Commanders defense and play either? Uh, well, so now we have to go into the schedule here. 
So the Buccaneers host the Eagles on uh, Monday night, the first game okay. on Monday night. The Commanders host the Bills, and then his other option was the Seahawks, correct? Yes. They host the Panthers Seahawks. on Sunday afternoon. I'm going strictly based on matchups. You're getting Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, the Panthers, even with new uh, number one pick Bryce uh, Bryce Young, hasn't looked good. Uh, they throw Andy Dalton in the mix. I wouldn't. I'm not afraid of the the Eagles matchup there because we talked about it yesterday. I'm still not sold on the Baker Mayfield situation yeah. here uh, in Tampa. They've had a fortuitous start to it against a couple bad defenses in the Vikings and the Bears. So he has good weapons, but that Eagles defense is nasty, and especially their front, I think they might uh, chew up Baker Mayfield here on Monday night. But I think either the Seahawks or the Buccaneers will be good choices. I would certainly not be looking at the commanders. Their defense is good, but these are still the Buffalo Bills we're talking about, and Josh Allen can torch anybody. I mean, there's a time where we talked about the commanders' front four as maybe the best in football. This is when Chase Young was healthy and uh, flying out there. They invested a lot of assets in the first round to build up that defensive line, which could wreck game plans, but that was a couple of years ago and it's the Buffalo Bills. So I think I stay away from that one. Okay. Call me, call me crazy here. I think the Carolina Panthers offense will look better with Andy Dalton than with Bryce Young, just because he can read a defense at a pro level. Um, he's not elite by any means, but he's serviceable. He can, he can uh, be a little check down King. He can, just be a game manager where I think Bryce Young is still going to make those rookie mistakes. So I don't think their offense is going to be like, oh, it's a the typical backup situation, but I still don't trust that Panthers offense. I don't tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. Andy Dalton, the the red rifle, uh, he, he gets a bad rap because he's played for some bad teams and often been put into a situation where it's a team desperate for a quarterback sign him. And, and he does what you expect of him. Just You said the perfect word, serviceable. He's not going to wow you. He's not going to probably blow up for like 25 to 30 fantasy points. And I don't think anybody should be starting Andy Dalton uh, this weekend per se. But uh, he should be able to get the job done. And the experience, there's really no substitute for that. And it's not like he's losing his legs as he gets old or anything. Yeah. His, his intelligence and experience will prevail. Uh, I think you, you're perfectly right there. Yeah. And I mean, hey, I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to go out there and throw for 300 and three touchdowns. And he's way better than Bryce Young. But I just don't think the drop off will be too drastic because you're talking about a guy who's played two career games versus a guy who's got so much experience has been around the block a few times uh, can read an NFL defense so I, I don't think we should just say it's going to be a huge drop off one 401 is the text line it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you we've got Raw Dog Reed saying morning boys, uh, Jalen Waddle have cleared or Flowers this week, you can throw in Pittman as well, so two out of the three Jalen Waddle if cleared Flowers and Pittman from the Indianapolis Colts. Personally, I think I just go with those first two, assuming Jalen Waddle's good to go. Like him, I like Flowers. I think he's already finding that connection with Lamar Jackson. Pittman, don't love the quarterback play as much as I like the quarterback play from the other sides or the offenses. Pittman is a great guy, potentially. He's not a bad option. I'm starting him in one of my leagues, but I think I go Waddle Flowers. In uh, in Pittman's situation, I think a big factor here is league format and in PPR because uh, Gardner Minshew looking like he's going to be the one starting on Sunday, and we saw it in the second half of last game when he was in. His go-to guy was Michael Pittman, and none of them were for big gains or anything, <laughs> but he racked up the touches. Uh, the Ravens' defense is good, and the Colts' team as a whole really isn't, so I'm they, they'll probably be trailing in most of the game, I would think. And we have another text here about uh, whether or not to play Zach Moss. 
uh, as a running back versus other options. I'm trying to see if I can have that one here so I can address it maybe at the same time. Which two running backs to start? Well, oh, just quickly, different. the league that with that question, 0.5 PPR. So mm. if... You know, you are going to target Pittman a lot. Uh, that'll benefit him as well. But, yeah, if, if Waddle's healthy, he's a must-start. Zay Flowers, we've been pumping his tires <laughs> here for a couple weeks. So I, I think you're right, Connor. But the the Pittman, it's not as easily brushed off, I don't think, uh, despite the fact the Colts kind of stink and they have a backup quarterback. He looks like a security blanket for Gardner Minshew. You know, whenever there's a team that does kind of stink, you got to think they're going to be down in games. And how do you get back into games? You throw the football. So at any point, you know, a receiver on a team that's not very good could still put up big numbers. So, you know, factor that in as well. Slurpy Sean says, I just pulled off a trade yesterday. I traded Mostert and Kelly, probably Josh Kelly, for Aaron Jones and David Njoku. Win? Question mark? Win? Um, I would say so. I w- we'll make sure it's Joshua Kelly. I don't know which Kelly it would be. I'm trying to think who else there is, but... Uh, yeah, Aaron Jones went healthy. He's legit. Njoku's been pretty good. Needs he's, he's still, he's still got play. some targets. It's just going to be a matter of, yeah, Deshaun Watson uh, getting his act together and Njoku uh, a great other option in that Browns offense that has has options and weapons, but without uh, without Nick Chubb, maybe they'll go to throwing the ball a little bit more. That's hard to say because of the aforementioned Deshaun Watson play level, but yeah, I, th- I think that's an easy win for you, Slurpee Sean. <laughs> okay, uh, imitation Tom. We'll get to him one here. Uh, if you're looking at Dalton and Young as the team and you feel they are essentially equal, you have to go with potential option for the future. Yeah, well, Bryce is hurt. So it's it's not that they're going with Dalton because they don't trust Bryce Young. He's the future. He's going to play whenever he's healthy. Number one overall pick, but he's injured. So he'll be over two weeks at least, they're saying. Right now it's Andy Dalton. I'm not saying long term I think Andy Dalton's the answer. No, of course not. But I just don't think the drop-off is as big. Usually we can always say, you know, going from QB1 to QB2, big drop-off. Watch for a, a, you know, a drop in production on the offensive side of the ball. I just think that with Andy Dalton going in there, it's not the biggest one. But yeah, 100%. You're right, Tom. Uh, you got to go with the, the future in that one. Now uh, we've got some text here from Bukanistan and then one from uh, 403, someone from down south, and then a couple other. So we will uh, we'll get to those when we come back. We have uh, our Canadian brew house, fantasy wizard, John Macri of Pro Football Focus is going to join us. And if we miss any of those, uh, we'll get to those in the third and final segment. It is fantasy frenzy. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas. You can get in the conversation. Send your text into 1-833-401-1440. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here today, talking all things fantasy sports for the next 39 minutes before Alan Mitchell hops on with a lowdown with Low Tide. Right now, we're going to get to our Fantasy Wizard, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join us at the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday Night Football, a chance to win great game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Brandon was out at Fort Saskatchewan last night. On Monday, I'll be heading out to North Edmonton, North Edmonton Brew House, for uh, a couple games going on in the NFL. I'm sure there will be a lot of fantasy implications there. Let me tell you something, Connor. Last night, yeah, I had the chocolate cake, and it was it was delicious, right? Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the waitress when I ordered it, she kind of almost seemed surprised. She's like, "The cake," and I'm like, "Yeah, my co-host says it's uh, really good, and I I have to try." And she's like, "Oh yeah, no, it's really good." <laughs> and uh, then she like checked in with me afterwards. And I was like, "I'm definitely gonna be getting this again." Yeah. So confirmed 
triple chocolate cake from Canadian Brew House. Worth the order. So good. Mate, like that might be the thing I do. Instead of buying people beers, I just send them over a slice of cake. <laughs> like, yeah, that guy over there bought you this. All right. Okay, let's get to the Fantasy Wizard today from Pro Football Focus Fantasy. John Macri, you can get him on Twitter at PFF underscore Macri. John, good, uh, good afternoon, good morning. How are you doing today? I am doing good, guys. How are you? Doing really good. I'm looking forward to an exciting weekend in the NFL, especially when it comes to fantasy football. Uh, well, let's start with last night, though. Uh, Niners and Giants, I think the game kind of went about the way we thought it would. I want to ask you, was Saquon Barkley out of the lineup for the New York Giants? Is there anyone on that offense that you think is worth a start? I mean, does Waller get a look? Does Breda, anyone on that offense for you? Yeah, I think there's. I think there will be better matchups for Matt Breda. Um, the 49ers obviously was not one of them. We didn't like that matchup kind of going into that game, and it turned out, you know, he was able to punch in a touchdown, which was nice, but um, as far as, like, what he was able to do beyond that, there was really nothing. So I, I don't mind Matt Breda. Saquon Barkley is going to miss more time um, just in, in matchups ahead, but, yeah, definitely not for that one. And, and Darren Waller as well. I know he's been dealing with a little bit of injury stuff already this season um, and kind of, you know, in and out of practice. But I think still he should be the top target on that offense, but uh, not as interested in the wide receivers over there. Um, And then Daniel Jones as well, I think, uh, still worth a shot just in better matchups. Now, on the other side of the football, we know the San Francisco 49ers have weapons. Uh, If I were to take Christian McCaffrey out of the equation and ask you to rank Brock Purdy's weapons, including Brandon Ayuk when he's healthy, uh, what would your order look like? When it comes, guys, let's say one through three with Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo Samuel. I probably go Debo first. I know Ayuk's had the the hot start, but I just like the way that they utilize Debo Samuel and, and try to get him a little bit more design touches and um, and get the ball in his hand. And then obviously, what he's able to do once he has the ball in his hand is is, is electric. He's able to add after. Um, after getting it. So I, I do like that about him. And Brandon Ayuk, I think, is number two for me. Kittle, Kittle's still very, very good, um, a, a great tight end option, but I, I would definitely rather have the, the wide receivers there um, just as those top targets for, for Brock Purdy. We're talking to John Macri of Pro Football Focus here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas with you. Uh, John, when we're having guests like you on we always like to tell our listeners they send their questions in and we forward them on to you so this one comes in from mother seducer he says which of these two running backs should i start this week Brees hall joe mixon rashad white james connor all right so i am gonna go i'll probably go i'm gonna go joe mixon first just for the certainty of a playing time and and a potential to touch the ball especially with Joe Burrow dealing with a bit of a calf injury there we don't know how heavily they'll lean into Joe Burrow this week so it might be more of a reliance on the run game there so Joe Mixon will be first for me I'm avoiding James Conner against the Cowboys even though he's been pretty good um Brees Hall was the other one and who was the who was the one I'm missing here uh Rashad White Rashad White. Okay. Yeah. Tougher matchup for Rashad White as well, uh, unfortunately, against the Eagles. So I'll probably go. I think Brees Hall gets the squeaky wheel game. I don't think it'll be a full workload. He, he had complained about touches last week. So he's been super efficient um, when he does get the ball. So I put him as second um, and then Rashad White, or, or, or then James Conner and then Rashad White. 
Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas here in Sports 1440. Our guest is John Macri from Pro Football Focus. John, uh, Brandon Cooks participating in practice fully for the first time as a Cowboy here this week. Uh, we know the Cowboys' defense took a big hit yesterday, but their offense looks to keep things going. Moving forward, Cooks has been a, a lone bright spot for Houston the past couple of years. Do you see him as a pretty viable option in this Cowboys offense? I do, yeah. I think this is a great matchup for the Cowboys um, wide receivers as well, going against the Cardinals. That The Cardinals' defense, there's really nothing to be concerned about there as far as um, defensive playmakers. Uh, even Buda Baker's on IR as well. The corners um, are, are not, nothing to shy away from in the passing game. So I think this is a really nice game for the Cowboys' entire offense, really. So CeeDee Lamb, uh, Brandon Cooks, Tony Pollard, I would definitely be firing those guys up uh, this week. Another question coming in from our text line here from Buchanistan. Uh, needing to fill the last flex spot after already trailing with Debo Samuels having a big game for his opponent. Who would you look at as the best of these options this week, John? Uh, Jerome Ford, Zach Moss, or Christian Watson if he does in fact play this? Uh, Texter saying, spent the farm on Jay Ford on the waiver wire, but do you like his matchup this week? I don't love the matchup against the Titans. Uh, Tennessee's defense has been pretty smothering against the run. Um, so that part of it does kind of concern me a little bit. I, You know what? I kind of like Zach Moss. I, I know the Ravens' defense is, is also a very good one. Um, so Zach Moss, I'd probably give a little bit of a, a, a bump to over Jerome Ford this week. Zach Moss has dominated the touches in, in the one week that he did play last uh, last game, and I think that's going to continue here. Uh, Anthony Richardson's out as well, so I think there's more reliability on Zach Moss, especially if they're able to get near the goal line. They don't have to worry about Richardson potentially stealing those carries and vulturing touchdowns. But, yeah, if, if Christian Watson plays, I think that's, uh, that's the one for me. He should be the top target. Even though the Saints are a decent defense as well, I think Watson would be one, Zach Moss two, and Jerome Ford three. John Macri, Pro Football Focus, joining us here on Sports 1440. It's Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. Another question coming in here. I like this one. Uh, do you believe that Alvin Kamara is going to return to his RB1 form when he comes off suspension? Uh, I worry about RB1 being an expectation for him. I just don't think over the past couple of years he hasn't been as efficient, at least as a runner. So I think there's potential that he could be relegated more to a receiving type role in that offense, which could still be very good. Um, but they have Jamal Williams, who I know is dealing with a hamstring right now, and we'll see how Kendra Miller does uh, in replacement of him. But I do think it'll be a slightly lesser role for Alvin Kamara, so I'd have a harder time putting him in the RB1 category. But I think for PPR, um, he'll have those types of weeks for sure. We have another one here from Jeff. Super flex situation, Mac Jones or Joshua Dobbs? Ooh, uh, that <laughs> is, yeah, that is a situation. That is. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I am, I'm going to go Mac Jones. Those, those are both really tough uh, matchups against the Jets and against the Dallas Cowboys defense, but I am not playing anybody against the Dallas Cowboys defense if I can afford to. So I'll have to take the swing and say uh, Mac Jones against the, the Jets defense this week. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, certainly not a, an ideal situation with those quarterbacks and those matchups. Uh, that is certainly tough. Uh, is there is there anyone right now off the top of your head that you are thinking got to stay away from this weekend just based on the matchups? Um, I, you know what, staying inside of that Patriots and Jets game, I think 
the one I'm slightly concerned about this week, because I do like him overall for the season, is Ramondre Stevenson, the running back there. The Patriots' offensive line has been really poor uh, in run blocking. They've graded out as the 31st-ranked team in run blocking for us so far this season, while the Jets have actually earned the second-highest run defense grade. Um, Stevenson really... You know, when he's been contacted at or behind the line of scrimmage this year, he's averaging zero yards per carry, uh, which ranks tied for 41st among 47 qualifying backs. So I, I think there's a, it's a much harder matchup for Ramondre Stevenson in that Patriots run game this week against the Jets. So that one is one that kind of stands out to me as a bigger name player that I think could be avoided this week. John Macri from Pro Football Focus. He's a fantasy analyst over there, joins us here on Fantasy Frenzy. John, uh, I want you to try and give some good news and some positive outlook for maybe maybe people like me who might have reached a little bit on Jameer Gibbs in our draft this year. Um, Now he's the main guy back there uh, going up against a tough Falcons team that's off to a surprisingly good start. What's the outlook for Gibbs this weekend? Yeah, so I'm I'm super curious to see how... um, (laughs) how the Lions deploy him as well um, this week because we know that they have kind of this um, tendency and and scheme that they don't seem to want to go away from, which is giving one of their running backs more of the early down carries. And in most cases last year, it was Jamal Williams. This year so far, it was David Montgomery. I think Craig Reynolds is probably somebody that factors into their game plan heavily again this week. So I am a little bit worried about that. Um, But I do think there will be a slight uptick for Jameer Gibbs with David Montgomery out of the lineup. I just I don't have like a ton of faith that the Lions are going to give us exactly what we're hoping for um, in this game. So I, I hope I'm wrong, but I do worry that there will maybe be some split touches there and, and it won't be a full-time opportunity for Gibbs again here in Week 3. John Macri, Pro Football Focus, joining us here on Sports 1440. The text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 if you want to get in here. This comes in from Hammerhead, and I love how he starts it off. Oh, fantasy gurus, who would you start this weekend? It's a two-parter. Uh, Goddard or Hunter Henry at tight end? And then Goff or Watson at quarterback? Okay. Yeah, these are good questions. Um, I'm avoiding Dallas Goddard this week. And and as crazy as it sounds, I'm going with Hunter Henry uh, against the Jets. I, I, I do think, again, you know, the, the run defense for the Jets has been good, but I think there's potential for Hunter Henry going against the linebackers and some banged up safeties over there in New York. I like that matchup for him a little bit more. Mac Jones has shown a tendency to go to him uh, pretty often this so far this season, which has been nice while Dallas Goddard faces the tougher competition against uh, the, the Bucks linebackers, their safeties over there as well. Um, and he just hasn't been as involved as I'd like this season. So worried about Dallas Goddard. Um, and then the other one, yeah, I, 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 I have a hard time trusting Deshaun Watson this season already. So I'm going with Jared Goff. I, I really like Jared Goff this week, actually, um, going against the Falcons. The, the Lions offensive line has been able to keep him protected and clean. against. They're going against a Falcons defensive line that really doesn't have a lot of pass rush uh, weapons over there. They rank 23rd in pass rush grade. Goff's coming off a nice performance. I think he was QB5 on the week uh, in week two. He's earned the sixth best PFF passing grade from a clean pocket as well. So I think there's going to be opportunity for Jared Goff to uh, light up the Falcons this week. John, thanks so much for doing this today. Really appreciate you coming on, and hopefully we can do it again. Anytime, guys. I really appreciate you having me. There you go. That is John Macri of Pro Football Focus Fantasy. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter, at PFF underscore Macri. Um, 
Really liked how the hammerhead addressed us. Oh, fantasy gurus. I assume that was for John and not so much for us, but uh, I mean, we might have to keep that one going. We got some NHL questions coming in here as well. We got a couple people sending in their pictures. That's the good thing about the, uh, the new text line we have here. You can actually just take a screenshot and text it in and we can actually see it. Tough to read it on the go, but I mean, if we sit down and actually look, we might reply to you that way. So you can always do it that way. I mean, there are downsides. I remember Lance sent us the gruesome picture of Nick Chubb on Monday or on Tuesday morning. That's kind of a downside, but yeah, you know, there are perks. You can screenshot your team and send it into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. It is the frenzy here on Sports fourteen forty. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas, with you, presented always by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at wheelhawkbeefjerky.com, dot com. Of course. We had John Macri of Pro Football Focus on for the Canadian Brew House. You can hang out with me on a Monday, North Edmonton location. Brandon was out in, is there a nickname? The Fort? The Fort. The Fort? Yeah. yeah. The Fort. It's a good name. Out of the Fort. Um, someone had asked me on Twitter last night when we're coming out to the park. We'll be at the, I'll be at the park twice, once for a Chargers game. So I'll be Whoa. like, don't talk to me, you know? No, I'll be in a good mood watching the Chargers on Monday night get humiliated. As long as I have my chocolate cake out there, I'll be in a good mood. Uh, Brandon, what are you doing this weekend? What, what are you watching? So I'm, my plan is to head back to the farm here this afternoon, actually try and do a, I haven't been in several weeks, basically since we've got the station going, I've been jam-packed, busy, so I want to go back, help out a little bit there. Uh, but I've got my eyes on a few things. Of course, the Elks game tonight. Um, trying to keep those playoff hopes alive. You know, it's a it's a long shot, but you can't win if you don't try, and it starts with a win tonight against the Lions and hopefully at least some points on the board versus the Lions. Uh, tomorrow, a couple big games in college football, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Uh, we'll see if Colorado can keep this stuff going or they're going to get their doors blown off by Oregon. Big dogs. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then of course, I'll be back uh, back at home come Sunday, camped out on my couch, 11 a.m. sharp, watching that tick, tick, tick down on red zone and a few other games on uh, all at the same time you see that guy that just walked by that was some great hair oh like a nice little mullet going on that guy epitomizes cool i wish i had that much swag um yeah there's a lot going on in the city here i i jotted it down i have a list so if you're an edmonton sports fan and area this is what's happening you got the oilers preseason game on sunday at four o'clock against the jets you got the elks lines tonight at 7 30 oil kings in red deer tonight but their home opener is tomorrow at seven Golden Bears football, they're taking on UBC out in Vancouver. That's a 7 o'clock start. Huskies take on the Hilltops at JP Bowl. That's going to be a great game, Sunday at 1. Saturday night, the Wildcats are in Winnipeg, taking on the Rifles, 7 o'clock. And then in the AJ, Spruce Grove heads to Olds tonight. Then they will host Olds tomorrow. Sherwood Park is in Brooks tonight. And then Drumheller on Saturday. The Drumheller Dragons. What the heck? Great, uh, good friend of mine, Rory Davidson, uh, played for Drumheller for a number of years. Also my second cousin, but around Delburn, pretty <laughs> much everyone's your second or third cousin, depending how you, uh, how far you want to stretch out the family tree. But um, yeah, he uh, played a couple of years there in Drumheller before moving out to Dauphin, played the, oh. the, out there. And then in the SJ4, might have been for Kevin Carius's Melville team, maybe. Don't quote me on that, but definitely started in Drumheller. My good friend Rory Davidson did. I just don't get why they're the dragons. When you live like Drumheller, what's your claim to fame in Drumheller? Drumheller dinosaurs, like which it, are <laughs> kind of dragons. That's yeah. probably where the myth of dragons comes from. It could be, but like, 
Come on, make it dinosaur related. It's like your thing. You're drum heller. You're all about dinosaurs. That's like, I don't know. Like who, who's a city that's like based off one thing and they don't use it? Sudbury. They should be called the Nichols. But they're the wolves. Exactly. <laughs> Are there a lot of wolves in Sudbury? I, I, you know, there I, might be. I wouldn't think so. Don't wolves live in the mountains? Well, you know, I don't think there's boundaries to where wolves live. They do what they want. That's what makes them so cool. And this is Fantasy Nature Hour with <laughs> Hallie and Douglas. And <laughs> our fantasy, wolves are everywhere. Also, I'm going to give a quick shout out to my nephew, Ellis, who turns three years old today. His birthday tomorrow. It's going to be wild. We're going to have football on and he's going to enjoy it. No spidey for him. It's all college football. Notre Dame, Ohio State. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one more thing this weekend that I do want to get to. Oh, a bunch of things I do want to get to. Uh, it's the Sport Central Bike Drive. It's going on all month. So this Saturday, if you want to do a drop-off uh, used bike, could be a new bike as well. We're going to find some new homes for them. And if they're a little, you know, damaged, there's going to be techs that fix them up and pass them along. So if you want to do a drop-off, you can uh, go head over to United Cycle, Revolution Cycle, Bonnie Dune Shopping Center, or Londonderry Mall uh, already this month. In the first week, 151 bikes were donated. So we'll see what the numbers look like, but that's tomorrow. Like I said, United Sport and Cycle, Revolution Cycle, Bonnie Dune Shopping Center, and the Londonderry Mall for the Sport Central Bike Drive going on all this month. You can also do it next Saturday as well. And in case you missed the announcement, uh, Brandon, I know you guys talked about it, but we're going to have Fox Sports coming over to Sports 1440 starting October 1st. So all weekend college football is going to be going it's going to be amazing sunday we've got nfl coverage and then starting at nine o'clock at night all the way till seven in the morning we'll have fox sports running on sports 1440 that's good stuff we got the lineup on all our social media pages i wonder if we have an insight to get some of those guests on the show i hope so because there's some great names on those lists of uh, that we're going to be broadcasting here over our own airwaves and i'm I, I said this with Kevin earlier as well, but I'm just pumped for the weekend coverage. Like you said, uh, if maybe you're not in a position to be sat down in front of a TV watching these games, at least you can get some uh, some coverage elsewhere, uh, hearing some great people talk about the college football slate and, and NFL slate that's going to be going on every weekend too. Oh, absolutely. Just some names to throw at you. LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, Hushmanzili, LeVar Arrington. We'll also have, did I say Plexico Burris already? There'll be Rich Ornberger, George Reister, Kyle Rudolph, uh, Overnights with Brady Quinn, former Notre Dame quarterback. Ever heard of him? <laughs> yeah, no big deal. So tune in. Sports 1440, uh, the coverage is ever expanding, and we're really looking forward to that. We'll jump into the text inbox here. one 1440 You're listening to Hallie and Douglas on Fantasy Frenzy, presented by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Oh, Dino, this is an interesting one. Hey, guys. Madison or London in my final flex? I mean, both guys have been tough starts this year. Alex Madison just can't get out his own way. He's given the opportunity to to be the guy in Minnesota, and it has not gone well for him. Drake London, uh, very highly touted, all the talent, but that Atlanta Falcons offense is frustrating to say the least if you have Drake London or perhaps Kyle Pitts. Just they're They're not throwing the ball as much as we'd like to see. I lean Madison because I just think similar to Brita last night, you never know when he's going to just get that touch touch on the one and put it in for six. I know they're going to try to involve him in the passing game as well. And then Atlanta-Detroit game, it just seems like a slug-it-out game where it's, you know, a lot of running, trying to wear each other down. 
So I, I think I go Madison, but I'm a caveman and I stick to running backs all the time. Brandon, Madison or Drake London, who do you go with? It's kind of like uh, do or die time for Alex Madison as well, because obviously the trade acquiring Cam Akers. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be in the lineup, and if he does, if he is, uh, probably pretty limited action, I would think. So it's kind of like a last chance to prove yourself to be RB one for your team that is going to get back on track. Zero and two start backs against the wall. I, I I'll agree with you. I'll say Alex Madison is the better play, just because you know we need a little pressure to make some diamonds sometimes, and hopefully oh. that's uh, what Alex Madison is facing this weekend. Pressure makes diamonds. Yeah. Okay. How about Laporta, sticking sticking with that Lions Falcons game, or Hunter Henry going up the uh, against the Jets? We heard from John Macker. He liked uh, Hunter Henry over whoever that other option was. I forget off the top of my head, but he liked Hunter Henry. Goddard. Over Dallas Goddard, which yeah. isn't a, a, a preference you would think uh, based on the teams that uh, each of those guys plays for. With that being said, I we've talked about Sam Laporta a lot this weekend last. I'm still very high on him. I like what he brings to the table for the Lions. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll opt for Laporta here. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, we, we've both been high on Laporta. It just seems like they find ways to get him in the ball in his hands. Coming off that play-action pass, uh, yeah, I, th- I think he could be a threat there. This is one interesting pick one from Ricky Cheese. Juju, Damian Harris, Zay Jones, or Mims Jr. of the Marvin variety, I believe. It's not an ideal setup for you there, Ricky Cheese. I, a man. Uh, if, this is, <laughs> if this is PPR, I would want to say Juju. Just because the Patriots, I mean, they seem to like Devontae Parker thus far a little bit Mm -hmm. more. Um, But Damian Harris, the only thing you could pray for there is maybe some touchdown looks uh, down in the red zone. But that's going to Latavius. That's yeah, like it's. I, I don't. I don't really like that. And I, I'm a. I've been a big Damian Harris guy. I still roster him in my dynasty league. He's a little kind of a backdoor uh, option type thing. Zay Jones is a curious one. Uh, Jacksonville, great matchup for them. Um, you know what? I'll, that's. I'll say Zay Jones. Yeah, that's where I was leaning as well. <clears throat> I know they have the ability to spread the ball around in Jacksonville, and maybe he's the guy who gets overlooked because of Ridley and some of the other weapons they have there. Good matchup, like you said, but yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly not an ideal. There's not one that, in my opinion that stands out super like way above the rest. Imitation Tom comes and says, "Is it just me or are those some rough options?" <laughs> wow, hey. Tom, what's your team stacked or what? Yeah, Tom, we need a screenshot of your team here, and it can't be like an eight team league because then it's all going to look good. But yeah, every, everybody has rough options some weeks. <laughs> the next injuries play a factor. This one came in from uh, Tom just before the Velociraptors would have been a great name, the Drumheller Velociraptors. Yeah. I just don't get, like, it's right in front of you. Oh, let's go with something that's like, represents our, our area. Dragons. It rhymes. Alliteration. Like, come on. The, the double Ds. No. You had the dinosaurs right there. It would have worked just as well. Maybe they didn't want to be like the University of Calgary. I don't know. Uh, no name on this one. Going to get down for it. Picked up Puka Nakua off the waiver wire last week and swung a trade for Cup with a guy that started 0-2 and is destroyed by injuries. I gave up Amari Cooper and James Cook. I mean, well, when Cup, Coop, Cooper Cup comes back, I think there might be a little rust there. We don't know how he's going to be. So I guess it's kind of wait and see with that one. James Cook, Amari Cooper, pretty pretty serviceable guys. So I, unless Cooper Cup comes back and is, you know, what he once was, I think you lost that deal. Yeah, barring triple crown Cooper Cup here, <laughs> Uh, I think you might have came out on the back end. I love Amari Cooper. 
And uh, he, even injured, he looked great this past Monday night. James Cook uh, establishing himself as the guy in Buffalo. We just talked a little bit with Damian Harris, maybe stealing some TDs or Latavius in the right situation. But James Cook is getting the ball probably eight, nine times out of ten coming out of that backfield. So, yeah, that's a tough one. You're you're really banking on uh, old Cooper Cup returning to form in pretty short order uh, because even once he comes back, Puka Nakua probably becomes, I'm not going to say completely irrelevant, but certainly a much smaller role for the Rams. Yeah, and I mean, I, I wonder it, if Cooper Cup, like you said, becomes triple crown Cooper Cup, you're starting him obviously and you won the trade, but there is some risk. And then you have that conundrum. Do I start both of them? I mean, can they both get 15 targets from Matthew Stafford? They could. I mean, it, it is possible, but we will see. I mean, it, it's risky. I think it's risky. Uh, Warren says, which of these running backs would you start? Madison, Robinson, Moss, or Ford? Ryan Robinson? Bijan Robinson? I would hope it's not Bijan because that should be an automatic start, no matter what. If it's Brian Robinson of the Commanders, I like that. I'm a big Brian Robinson believer. Um, I'm not starting. I picked up Jerome Ford. I spent a ton of fab dollars on him. I'm not starting him this week. The Titan, we heard from from John Macri that it's not a great matchup for him. Um, they, they, it's it's just not ideal. Of these four, I will say Alex Madison. We already talked extensively about him and Brian Robinson. If and if it's B. John Robinson, Dedoy, yeah, B. John Robinson. Yeah, I'm, mine. I went to James Robinson at first. I'm like he's a free agent. Why? I was gonna yeah. say, is he somewhere? Yeah, not yet. No. Could be a good option. Uh, Walt says Zeke or Gus Edwards. Who should I start? What do you guys think? I'm on the Gus bus for this one, baby. Yeah, yeah. Zeke, not much of a factor so far for the Patriots. I'll uh, I'll agree with the con man here, Gus Edwards. I should proofread these. Hey, guys, great show. And a weird question here. Is there LTI in fantasy? Like, do people trade players that are injured and all that kind of stuff? I mean, my leagues have a injured spot, but you can still trade them. I mean, so I like I have Cooper Cup on my IR. I could trade him. We've seen it done before. So, yeah, you can trade injured players. You can trade injured players. It's just a matter of, like, um, circumstance. Like, if a guy's injured for the year and it's not a keeper league or it's a player you can't keep because of how high they drafted or were drafted, a.k.a. Nick Chubb in this situation, then you just drop him because, A, nobody's going to give you anything for him. Uh, He's not going to do you any good, just takes up a roster spot or uh, an injured reserve spot if you're fortunate enough to have those in your league. And this can be applied to to hockey, fantasy hockey as well, if maybe that's where you're leaning here. Mm -hmm. No-name texter, but, uh, yeah, 100%. There, there's no LTI. There's just an injured reserve. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, the washed-up goalie, asks... Actually, not even an ask. He says, Gents, I'm heading to San Fran, taking my wife to her first football game. NCAA, Golden Bears hosting the Huskies. I told her we should make some bets to make it extra exciting. You should. What you can afford to lose always uh, makes the game a little bit more enticing. That'd be a good time. Uh, Cal Golden Bears. That sounds nice. Chomskers says, Tua or Burrow? Then he asks more, but Tua or Burrow? I Tua. Yeah, Burrow. He's he's looks like he's gonna play, uh, just as Connor has been adamant about. Um, he's, he's got, got that, that dog in he's him. Got that dog in him. Burrow's yeah. gonna play, but you have to keep in mind that he is still hampered. Um, he's probably. I think the uh, Bengals are probably gonna start to turn that corner here a little bit, get some things going. But it, you have to start Tua how he's looked through through two weeks here. He's uh, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 
No name here. Who to start? Jordan Love or Geno Smith? Uh, I feel like we've been a little bit down on Geno. Uh, the Packers get the Saints at home. I think I lean. I think I lean Jordan Love on that one. Seahawks. Do we know who the Seahawks meet this week? The Panthers. The Panthers. Oh, that could be a good one too. What's that bear doing? What? what? Sir oh, Perk. Yeah. Sir yeah. Perk. <laughs> Robbie Anderson and someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. We ran out of time. There's a lot more text we could get to. Uh, I don't know. Get us, get us on Twitter at Fantasy Frenzy AM. We'll reply to you as best we can. That's going to do it for another show. I got to thank John Macri of Pro Football Focus for hopping on the program, sharing his thoughts with us. Up next, got the lowdown with Low Tide. Have a great weekend, everyone. Have a lot of fun. This has been Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Speaking of Wilhock Beef Jerky, let's get an update from Douglas. Brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Duke, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhockBeefJerky.com.